Welcome into this week's episode of Sunny Days and Double Plays, a Palm Beach baseball podcast. As my new GC Woodbat says, it's me, it's me, it's Mikey B. I'm back. Thanks, Dale, for the new piece of lumber. Uh, it helped me get a hit in our game on Saturday afternoon. Um, appreciate that. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, currently technically July 1st, Friday morning at about 2.30 in the morning while I record this. Um, still have to do some editing from my interview segments, but should be a fun episode. Should be a lot to talk about uh, our week that was at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Um, that was a lot of fun. Um, we got a preview, Beer League Vegas odds. Ivani's back for that. And my interview segment, I am joined by the manager of the Palm Beach Marlins, Mr. Joey Mazio. Uh, but before we begin, uh, Joey asked me to share something that he was unable to share um, during our interview segment because he forgot about it. Called me up, asked me to share it. So I'm going to share it here now before we get into the fun stuff because this is something that we need to take care of. Um, a couple weeks ago, Joey left a backpack at one of the fields um, that had some custom-made Nike cleats. Uh, they say Maz on the back of them, um, some batting gloves, uh, BGNA. Um, he told me what the abbreviation stood for, but I'm not going to tell his secret on the show. Um, it had two bats. It was a backpack. Um, you know, kind of like you see some guys uh, wearing, myself included, I have a backpack uh, with my two bats in it and stuff like that. If you or any member of your team knows where this stuff may be, please reach out to Joey with the Marlins. Uh, if you want, you can reach out to me on any of my social media platforms, Instagram at Fat Kids Certified SE, Facebook if you're my friend. Um, you can email the show if you know the location of any of this stuff at podcastpbbaseball at gmail.com. Again, we're just trying to get Joey back his stuff. So if you do have any information on that stuff, please let us know. Um, I, I understand it may not be a lot to some people, but um, as Joey says in the in the episode, you know, he's a guy that likes to customize his cleats and stuff like that. Um you know, so it'd be nice. Um, and it was, I believe it was on Father's Day is what he, what he told me when he called. So if you guys or know anyone or if you guys found it and you're just trying to figure out who the owner is, um, please reach out to me, reach out to Joey, reach out to Dave uh, so we can try to get that uh, hopefully returned back to its owner. But now let's get to the reason why you all are here, all the fun stuff that we're going to do on this episode. Again, I have my interview with Joey here in a little while, as well as Beer League Vegas odds with Ivani and the power rankings for the week. Uh, but let's start with the right recap from the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. A full slate of games. Everybody got to play on those fields. And I will tell you right now that I hope that we get to play on those again sometime soon because those were very beautiful ballpark, uh, very beautiful fields, uh, and a lot of good baseball. Um, we'll start the South Florida Beach Bums have taken over the number one spot in their division. Uh, they got the best of the Hurricanes, 8-7, a walk-off Balk um, is what I was told uh, from people that were at that game as that game was a morning game and we had an afternoon game. I didn't get there until shortly uh, before our game started, so I did not get to see the end of this one, uh, but I was told 8-7 via walk-off balk. Uh, the Nationals improve their record. They defeated the Thunder by a final score of 7 to nothing. 
the Nationals shut out the Thunder um, as the Thunder dropped their fifth game of the season, their highest loss total since the spring of 2018 campaign. Despite the shutout, the Thunder did have chances to score, but stranded six runners in scoring position as timely hits have eluded the Thunder. Wisley Correa and Michael M.J. Jordan each singled. Darren Hansen reached on an infield error, while Sean Shimante had two walks. Mike DeLue and Guy Pachacho each reached via the base on balls. As frustrating as the day it was for the offense, veteran Josh Mowry was equally frustrated on the mound, says manager Mike Sulin, as close pitches did not go his way. All 13 Nationals that came to the plate against him put the ball in play with nine batters reaching base safely through one and two-thirds. Uh, a bright spot for the Thunder, Caleb Pitts came in. He threw uh, five and a third in relief of Mowry, faced 26 hitters, allowed three walks, seven strikeouts, eight hits, and only one earned run. Uh, but unfortunately for the Thunder, they were unable to get back in the ball game, And this loss does drop the Thunder now into second place in their division, they were jumped by the Beach Bums, so a little bit of change there. Um, but it's uh, it's not a bad thing. You got some teams competing, got some teams battling it out. Uh, also, we had the Marlins over the Diamondbacks, ten to seven. Joey mentions in that game a little bit. Uh, the Marlins had their back against the wall, scored four in the bottom of the eighth, and were able to close it out to win the game by a final score of ten to seven. An exciting game. Um, I was sent a message by Junior of the JEG Reds with a little bit of insight on their game. Final score, 9-8. Reds get the victory to stay undefeated. Uh, Junior said this, uh, quote, We didn't play our best defense nor base running, but we were able to manage to win 9-8 via a walk-off wild pitch. Uh, men on second and third with one out in the bottom of the ninth. Ball got stuck in the fence, so the universal rule, the runner on second scores after the actual wild pitch giving them the winning run in nail-biting fashion. They were down 8-5 uh, and were able to rally back, scoring four in the ninth for the victory with the ball lost or ball jammed in fence uh, extra base being the straw that broke the camel's back for the Korea Bay Stars. Um, but this game sounds like a good one. Um, appreciate Junior for reaching out to me and, and giving me the insight so I can talk a little bit about those guys they're doing really good things over there. Congratulations on the victory. Congratulations on still being undefeated. Uh, the Red Sox defeated the Heat by a final score of one nothing. Tough game for both sides offensively, but the Red Sox got it done late. The down the Heat, one nothing. Austin Price went the distance for the Red Sox and was able to keep the Heat off the scoreboard. And one was enough for the Red Sox in this ballgame. Uh, Price was countered on the mound by Juan Hernandez, who started for the Heat. He went six, only allowed two hits, while walking four and striking out five. The loss does get pinned to an unnamed pitcher. Uh, he went one inning, allowed one hit, one run, while striking out one and walking one. Offensively for the Heat, uh, guest of the show, Mike Cardona, went two for four. Drew, I'm going to say it's Pascal, went two for four, and Mike Collins went two for three. Uh, member of the Sunny Days and Double Plays family, uh, you'll hear him here in a little while, Ivani Valdez, uh, and the Los Padres team defeated the Sugar Kings by a final score of 2-1. to one. Ivani got the start on the mound. He punched out 10 Sugar Kings, but lost, uh, excuse me, left while losing. Uh, they were trailing 1-0 when Ivani came out of the game. A late rally ended in a walk-off win for Los Padres. Uh, the twelve thirty slate from this, uh, I guess, 8-plex double quad complex 
Uh, we'll start with the Tribe against the Warriors. Uh, tribe gets the victory 12-8. Yours truly started on the mound for Tribe. Uh, I went four innings. I allowed eight runs, only three of which, which were earned. Uh, I did have a couple walks. No strikeouts. Um, first time starting a game in probably two seasons. I did pitch an inning against the Marlins earlier this season, uh, which myself and Joey chuckled about. Um, so, yeah. Um, fun to get back out there on the mound and throw throw a little bit. Um, you know, it's not 95, guys, but it may be like 9.5 miles an hour. Uh, Garrison Smith got the win coming in relief for yours truly. Uh, he went three innings, only allowed two hits while striking out three. Uh, Garrison really came in and put the put the the nail on in, in a big rally. Um, made a couple of uh, errors in an inning, you know. Then I walked a couple guys, I hit a guy, pop up in between myself and Ken. Um, I'm not the fastest off the mound, and then um, so we didn't have somebody covering a base, so some things went the wrong way. Garrison really came in, put the fire out, got us. Uh, Got us back in the dugout where we were able to rally and put up a couple runs to take the lead back right away. Not let uh, not let the Warriors get too comfortable. Um, Gary Costello through the final two innings, allowing only one hit and striking out one. Offensively for the Tribe, Cal Lockridge went two for four. Ken Link the third, two for four with a triple. Anthony Melly three for four with three RBIs and two runs scored. Brian Brian Whalen went two for four. Sam Moss two for two, reached base all four times. Uh, and yours truly with that uh, new DC Lumber. Uh, drove in a run and had my first hit of the season in my lone at bat of the season. So, uh, a lot of fun. Uh, for the Warriors, uh, Bauer got the start. He went the front five, allowed 10 hits, eight runs, seven of which were earned. He struck out four and walked four. Um, he did a really good job of mixing his pitches and kept us off balance. Um, kudos to him. Kudos to the Warriors for battling this whole, this whole game. Um, you know, they, they really clawed it out. They really stayed in this game for most of the, most of the way as the final score will dictate, um, you know, it made me have to uh, keep managing all the way to to the twenty seventh out. Uh, so kudos to those guys. A lot of fun playing them uh, offensively for them. Oh, excuse me, uh, Colby came in relief of Bauer. He went the final three, allowed five hits, four runs, while walking three and striking out two. Offensively, Matt Cronin, a friend of the show, uh, he went one for three with an RBI and two runs scored. He did get the uh, victory in our head-to-head matchups, but unfortunately for Matt, uh, I was able to get the victory from the managerial perspective. Uh, Colby went one for four with three RBIs. Art went one for four with an RBI. Wandis two for three with a run scored. The Derby Sluggers stay hot as they defeated the Astros by a final score of three to two. The Derby Sluggers are on, I believe, now a five-game win streak and have put themselves right back into conversation for a playoff spot. Um, that division race is getting awfully tight very quickly. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, we talk about that a little bit, me and Ivani, uh, during our beer league Vegas odds. And last but certainly not least from the, uh, Astro and Nationals facilities, the Angels defeated the Panthers by a final score of 18 to one. The Angels got out to a nine, nothing lead in the top half of the first and never looked back. Uh, in the 18 to one victory, the angels were powered by Velasquez who went three for four with three RBIs and was a homer short of the cycle. Ray Jimenez three for four with two RBIs and two run scores, two runs scored while M Montenegro went two for two with three RBIs and three runs scored. Uh, the angels pitching staff was able to limit the Panthers to only five hits against them uh, and the one run. 
Um, the Angels get back into the win column. Um, definitely a fun week of games uh, from the Astro Nationals facility. Again, um, appreciate all the hard work that uh, League President Dave Sally did trying to get us those fields. Hopefully we get those again in the new future. Um, you know, I'll make this known to you guys. Um, again, if we do our best to treat those fields very nicely and clean up after ourselves, we do have a better shot of being invited back. Um, I'll tell you this much. I was one of the last guys to leave because our game was, I believe, the last game to finish uh, from the entire slate. Um, you know, kudos to you guys for picking up the dugouts, trying to get keep them as clean as we can to get those back. We didn't really run into much issues on our field. Um, kudos to the Diamondbacks and Marlins for that. Um, but, yeah. Great games all weekend. Um, we got some good matchups coming up that we're going to talk about. Uh, I've got my interview segment with Joey that you guys are going to hear next. Um, other than that, um, I will tell you guys this because I'm not going to do a closing segment because it's 2.45 and I still have probably 25 minutes of editing to do. Um, so during Beer League Vegas odds, Ivani, you'll hear him. Uh, you'll hear a loud bang. Um, I was actually outside recording with him um and i came back inside because the rain started to fall here in beautiful south florida um ivani actually his window actually gets cracked by lightning um yeah he called me shortly after we got the phone and goes dude there's a crack in the corner of my window so when you hear uh the loud bang that's your cue to know that ivani just got his window cracked uh, but other than that guys a lot of fun i hope you guys enjoy the interview with joey um, I'll tell you this much, uh, spoiler alert, Joey told me he was a little nervous coming on. Um, I tried to keep him uh, as fun and relaxed as I could. Um, but no, great interview with Joey coming up, guys. I hope you enjoy it. Again, I appreciate everything that you guys are doing in the league. I appreciate you guys hanging out with me. Uh, it makes my job a lot easier to do this thing. It makes it a lot more fun. Um, anybody interested in plugging anything or promoting anything, please reach out to me, podcast, PB Baseball at gmail.com. Um, I am going to get, I said this last week, but you know, it's crazy when I have three kids and one of them is sick and the other one's doing summer stuff. So I have off on Saturday. I'll be sending some messages to set up my next couple of interviews. So if you are interested and you hear this before Saturday, and before I reach out to you, please reach out to me, social media or the email. Um, and I'll try to get anybody and everybody on the show that wants to be on the show. Um, I'm not going to say no to anyone. So if you want to come on, uh, feel free, reach out to me. I'd love to have you on. I'd love to share some, uh, some stories with you and hang out. So uh, enjoy the interview with Joey. Enjoy uh, Beer League Vegas odds and the power rankings. Uh, I'm Mikey B. I will see you guys next week with our full slate since this is going to basically be my close because I've already recorded everything else. Uh, so, yeah, um, appreciate you guys. Take care. Good luck this week, everybody. Uh, and here's your interview with Joey Mazio. Sunny days and double plays of Palm Beach Baseball Podcast. We are back for the interview segment on this week's show. I am joined by the manager of the hottest team in the league. I am joined by Joey Mazio of the Palm Beach Marlins. Seven-game win streak now, Joey? Eh, eight. Not going to brag. Uh, yeah, hottest team in the league. A big win streak. Um I'm not going to say anything, but it started by kicking our ass, but whatever. Um, it did start right. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely started there. Uh, um, Joey, welcome to the show. I appreciate it. Thank you. You're doing a great job. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about obviously about the Marlins. Uh, we'll, we'll get there in a few minutes. Uh, but let's start with you. Uh, how long have you been in the league? Let's start there. Well, you know, I had to think about this one for a minute because I've been in this league probably since I was 17 years old. And I'm 43 this summer. Um, I was played baseball most of my life as a kid and then realized that my talents were really just with my legs. And when I was in high school, I started running track and I became one of the best runners in, in, in South Florida and uh, stopped playing baseball in high school. But I still had a love for baseball. So one of my friends that was on the team at Leonard was like, hey, Joey, why don't you come out and play some fill in some games in this this adult league that, that I'm playing in? I'm like, sounds good to me. And I did. And it was this league, which was run by Lou Palmer back in the day. It was like 1997. So uh, I played at like four games and then um, went to college uh, at FIU and uh, try scholarship. Graduated from FIU in Miami. And started playing on a team in, in the SFBL league. Took that team over. It was the Cubs at the time. Took that team over. Turned into Kendall Marlin. And we were really, we were really good. We were good. Uh, we never won a championship, but we were one of the best teams in the league. Moved back home here to West Palm. Hit up Lou Palmer. Uh, got drafted by Sean Goulet and the, uh, the Brewers. Started playing with them. And that was good. It was good times. You know, like we, we, it was like a band of misfits. You know, like guys just trying to get back into baseball. And um, Sean was the, the leader of that team. Great friend of mine. That's pretty much where it started. I was back. I think I came back home in 2004 is when it was. <clears throat> but, yeah. So, so you've been around the league now probably close to 17, 18 consecutive years? Consecutive, yeah. Absolutely. So – uh, you, you mentioned Sean. Uh, I saw Sean this weekend playing with the Red Sox. Yeah, I saw the pictures on the Facebook. Yep. So, uh, good, to good to see him out there. I love that guy. Yeah, absolutely. I love Sean to death. I played with him for a couple seasons <clears throat> uh, with the Romero brothers when the Mets were still a thing. Um, so, when I joined the league, you were with the Marlins in the, as you so elegantly told me uh, last weekend or two weekends ago, the god-awful orange camouflage, I don't know what the hell we were doing. Yes, that was a terrible idea. (laughs) (laughs) I think I have one jersey left of them all. I let all the guys keep them after that team disbanded. I have one left. It is honestly the most disgusting uniform I've ever like created because everyone knows in this league I like to customize my own cleats and customize jerseys and whatnot. Batting glove. This was like my beginning and it was 
probably my biggest fail. Yeah, that was a never again in the uh, no. Joey Mazio customized game. No. We looked like a bunch of guys running around in Cheetos jerseys. It was terrible. It, it was it was quite a sight to be seen. Let's put it that way. Um, so I, I remember that. I remember those teams. And then, so you were the manager of that team or was Kelvin? Uh, no, it wasn't Kelvin. It was actually uh, Nick and Tigliata. Um, okay. He was the he was the um, the manager of the White Sox, and then we we um, I think I left the Hurricanes at that time. Okay, and we we uh, merged together with some of the guys that I had he had from the White Sox, and uh, this is a long time ago now. Um, we merged together and we we created the Marlins, and I was like, we're in New Jersey. He's like, we can just be the White Sox. I was like, eh. Actually, no, we were White Sox for one season. Okay. And then we decided to become the Marlins, and I came with this crazy idea to buy these jerseys, and it was a disaster. But Nick and, Tig- Nick and Tigliata actually helped me run that team at the time. Okay. Kudos to so, Michigan. So, so that, that was the, the, the Marlins then. So you guys were together for how long with that group? That group was, uh, I think, three seasons. I could be wrong. You know, it's, I'm getting older now, so I forget yeah. a lot more than I used to know. So then then the time came that you guys decided to go separate ways. We did. Um, and I, I ended up going to the Mets. Yep. And I brought some of the guys that I had, you know, that would follow me around, like the Edgar Tavares of the world, you know, that were always like Michael Wade. And um, we went to the Mets, and we won a championship that first year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we played a second season and we moved on and that's when I started the, actually the Palm the Palm Beach Rays for one season oh you guys were the Rays for one season for one season we were the Palm Beach Rays and it was um, we were good we were competitive but I was still in a mode where like I wanted to be more on the field and be a player than a manager but Yeah, I took on that role and I wasn't ready for it, and um, then I decided to merge that team with the Red Sox with Paul Chassie, which is yep. love, love you, Chassie, great guy. Sorry we beat you up a couple weeks ago, but um, yeah, he um, great guy, Chassie. I also played with Chassie in the Jupiter League. That's kind of how it all worked out. We merged when the Jupiter League used to be around. Mm-hmm. That's how it all came to that, and then. Um, Got and went to me and Raleigh Otero got together and was like, you know what? Let's start a team. I was like, all right, sounds good. We'll make it the Palm Beach Marlins. We did it for a season. Wasn't that good. Didn't work out. We were pretty terrible. Um, and then I merged with the Piranha. Yep. And that was good. I had a great time with them, man. Like, great guys. Um, just, uh, it didn't work out after like four seasons. And I decided to bring the Palm Beach Marlins back to the league. And that's where we are now present day. It's been, I think two years, four seasons or something like that. It'd be fifth season. Yeah. Um, so that's, I guess that's, that's the, the story of the, the career of you in the league. Um, so let's see. I, I've known that, you're now taking more of a managerial role 
uh, with the Marlins as you are in our division. Uh, we faced you once already, as we mentioned earlier in the show. Uh, mm-hmm. We have another day with you guys in a couple weeks. Um, what is always good it... game. Oh, always. I, lo- I love those games. Uh, yeah. What has made it more for you more about managing the team than playing? So I know you said that you had the drive that you early in your career that you still wanted to keep playing and you're more worried about that stuff over the managerial stuff. What, what I guess made your, your mind click that, okay, it's time to potentially switch up roles. Well, that's a loaded question. Um, so I feel like I want to be on the field as much as I can, but like, you know, I'm getting older. So like my skill set's not the same. I used to be. And that's a fact. Most of the league knows that, but I think, the biggest thing is like the group of guys that I've that I've like built up that follow me and hang out and come to the games, you know, like the, that stay with me. More, you know, like it's become to the point where like you work so long during the week with your own professions, whatever you do, and then you get to the you get to the field on Sunday. And you're like, I just want to hang out with these guys, and I love these guys, you know. So that's pretty much what it is. Like, it's, it's more than just the game itself. It's more just the camaraderie, being around the guys and, and making everybody happy. No, absolutely. I, I think that's a, a big thing that you see some of these teams that are that are starting to strive, strive upwards are teams that are staying together, meshing with each other, becoming more family rather than just – Oh, well, I'll see you guys on Sunday. It's the things, doing stuff together, becoming a collective unit that, that you see. Those are the teams that are starting to quickly uh, ascend up the rankings in, in the league. Um, yeah, it's, it's about chemistry, you know, next man up type mentality. You know, like you build, you build something like beyond baseball. And it's kind of like, I think a lot of teams are doing that now. Um, We've seen that in this league. We've seen it with like the T Grays back in the day. Like those boys, like even though they had a, a bunch of talent, they they loved each other. You know, they were there mm-hmm. to have fun. You know, and they'd always have fun after the game too. You know, sure, Kings. Those are that, that's probably the best best example I can give of a team that's just by having fun. You yep. know, and being there with each other. And they've been there a long time. So, yeah, they. They really have, but those guys, like you said, it's the family, the family idea, and they love hanging out with each other. They love uh, playing baseball with each other, so they, they just mesh so well together. And I think that's something that, you know, and I've said this to a couple of the newer teams, you know, the Heat and the Warriors. You know, I've talked to a couple of guys from both teams, and I said that that stuff will come for you guys if you guys believe in each other and, and keep playing with each other rather than. Eh, well, it just didn't work out because, you know, this and then jumping back and forth. So I tell everyone, gel with the guys that you have, because if you can, you'll have a great foundation to just keep improving. Totally. You know? and, I, and, I think, and I think you guys specifically, you know, I, I remember, uh, let's see, half of your guys, I remember playing with you with the Piranha. Uh-huh. Or with the Red Sox. Yep. And and I remember, I think there's even a couple that go back as far as the old Marlins days, I think, that are still. Absolutely. The uh, first there's three. a few of them. There's uh, Fernando Canas, you know, like he, yep. Fernie. Like he's, he's been there from the get. Edgar Tavar has been there from the get. They just, you know, these are loyal guys that, like, 
you treat people a certain way and they'll stay with you. You know, it's all about being real. And, you know, Man, the Piranha, listen, I love being a part of that Piranha team. But that, that team, that team had so much potential. I mean, we had a stud. We had a horse. Probably one of the best pitchers that this league's ever seen is Mikey Wasong. Like, mm-hmm. we had a horse. Like, that team was – we, we could have done a lot of damage, you know. We just we came up short. Um, but everything moves on in life, right? That's, that's the way I look at it. Um, I mean, I remember when Mike joined the league – um, I was still managing the Braves at the time, and I tried to get Mike on my team, and Lou instead gave him to the Yankees. I know. I remember that. He hated um, it. <laughs> oh, I bet he did. Uh, I remember we played him at Little Fenway one day, um, and he went out there, and on, like, the third pitch of the game, he was hitting because they were the way team. He, like, pulled his groin. And he went out and threw, like, six innings of, like, Three run baseball to pull the groin. I walked over no, to him afterwards. And I'm like, dude, you're a psychopath. No, he really is. He really is. He's like, he's, he's, um, when it comes to being on the baseball field, he's unhinged with his own body. Correct. He, he's, he's, he's just a beast. You know, like, I love him. He has I love, no, I love, no appreciation for his own body. He'll go out there and he'll, he'll kill himself to the grind. Yeah. He's, um, he's, a, he's played, a great guy. We played, we played the beach bums earlier this season. Uh, Lost to him by two runs, and he was cruising for a while. And then in the last inning, uh, they came and got him. And next thing you know, they're like, they're like, uh, Mike, you're at 145 pitches. He's like, I he's got like, 20 more in me. I'm like, no, he he probably would have said something like, who's counting? Yeah. <laughs> it may have been close to those lines. I just remember him looking up at somebody. He goes, no, I got 20 more in me. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, this is crazy. So as he's walking off the mound, I go, hey, when did he pitch in the Federal League? He goes, ah, Wednesday. Yeah. he's. Uh, I just chuckled because uh, – Just another level, man. Just another level. Yeah, he is. And and I know Mike listens to the show, so kudos to Mike. We love Mike. Uh, I'm not saying anything negative. I love Mike to death. Um, I love watching him pitch because as a lefty, it's fun to see him and, and all the movement that he has. But – uh. So let's let, let's move on from what was to what is now. Um, let's go. You built a really good team, um, second currently in our division, a game, uh, half game behind the uh, defending league champion Delray Nationals. Uh, love those guys. Can't tell you how much I love them. Uh, you played them once this season. They got the best of you. I know you guys have them again on the docket. Uh, when? Uh, I think three weeks or so. We have a pretty we have a pretty tough ride coming up ahead of us. We have the bums this weekend, mm-hmm. which will hopefully Mikey's on the mound, or hopefully not. I don't know which one I prefer. Um, yeah, but we, then we have I think Red Sox coming up, and then the, the Nationals soon. Like we got our schedule's getting pretty tight, you know. Like and the division is got top two teams, you know, Delray and us, and the Padres are making moves. So it's going to be – and you guys too, man. Guys, you can't sleep on you guys at all. At all. Uh, I've, I've gone on record on this show uh, that I would say that our division is probably one of the toughest divisions I've ever truly been a part of. Um, you know, you guys, the Nationals, the Padres, the Hurricanes are 
somehow with as good as those guys are on a five or six game losing streak, which I I don't know what's going on because I haven't seen any of their games. But that's a team that next thing you know tomorrow they're gonna they're gonna come out on Sunday and they're gonna hang fifteen runs and go on a five game win streak. That that's how good that team is. Well, absolutely. Um, that's one of those teams like given Sunday. Who who you got coming? Who you, who you guys showing up? You know, um, the Hurricanes. They beat us the first game of the season, and they had Cespedes on the mound. He just tore us apart. So, you know, it's all about who you have showing up on mm-hmm. Sunday. You know, even the other division, I know our division is tough, and I agree with you on that. But when you have the Bums and the Thunder and the other division, those two teams are perennial champions, you know, in Absolutely. this league. So, you know, you can't sleep on them. They're going to get tougher as the season goes on. You know, we, we, we pounced on the Bums early in the season last year, mm-hmm. and we took a win against them. They didn't have Wasong there, you know. And then we faced them in the playoffs in the first round. And we had a great season. Went 10-1-1, right? Finished first place. Knocked out first round. What songs in the mouth? It all, it all comes down to who's there. Yep. You know, so, yeah. So I, right. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say that, like, the divisions are, like, that drastically different. I do think that right now, as it currently stands, like, our division is doing a lot more damage. But that could change, man, quickly. Uh, so – the way, the way I look at our division, it's almost like the American League East where those the, the teams in, in our division are going to beat the crap out of each other. And it's like the other division, it, it's like the, uh, the NL West where it's like you got four really good teams there. And, you know, the Derby Sluggers are now on a big win streak to get back into the race. So it's like everybody is like super tight in, in, in that division. Yeah, um, those boys are doing some good work over there. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. We, played them. Them, we played them, what, two weeks ago? They beat us 11-8, to eight, I think. Um, you know, it was one of those games. Uh, yeah, they, they've, they've been doing work. Um, but let's talk about your, your guys right now. Um, your pitching staff uh, has been doing a good job of keeping teams off the base path. Um, I guess, what is it that, that's made your guys' rotation? And not just Alex, because obviously – Alex is, is one of your workhorses, but what is it about the whole staff that's done a good job of keeping hitters at bay most of the year? Well, I, I think they all just know what they're doing with the stuff they have and um, they're not being overworked and none of them want to have the, the ball the entire time on the mound, mm-hmm. you know? So it, during the course of the season, it allows me to manage them with who shows up and, and whatnot. It's, it's, uh, it's more on them than, than anything. Like, they just know their stuff and they believe in it. It's pretty much it. Like, let me be honest with you. That's, that's, a, that's a good thing to have. It's pretty much it. Like, it's, it's just they just know what they're doing. Like, they've all done it at certain levels mm-hmm. um, their whole life. So well, it's keeping it them healthy. It, it's also nice having uh, probably, what, six or seven guys that you can turn to in the middle of summer. Absolutely. And that's where it comes into play where they don't want the ball the entire game. You know? Yes. So I'm able to stretch them out the course of the whole season. Trust me. It's a good thing because I, I know from experience in previous seasons where it's been a, we've had a one or a two pitcher show and, you know, they go out of town for a couple of weeks or they get fatigued in summer because they're pitching all the time. 
and their arm starts turning into jello. And at the end of the year, there's nothing left in the tank. So yeah. it's, it's always a good problem to have whenever you have a couple guys who are uh, willing to share and stretch out the right way and not try to sit here and pitch in 95 degree weather every week. And, and let's, let's be real. Winning fixes all problems. So oh, absolutely. You know, if, 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 we, if we were getting dogged out every game, then probably some of these guys would be like, hey, Joey, listen, man. I'll just go play for another team. I want more innings. This team sucks. That's fine. Absolutely. So, like, winning, winning heals a lot of it, too. So, I would agree, I would agree with that, absolutely. Um, all right. So, I played this game. Guess that I've had on the show. Uh, Here we go. My rap, it is my rapid fire. Uh, I'm going to give you a team. You give me the first thing that pops into your mind. Uh, and if you want to explain why, why that came into your mind, we'll go from there. All right? All right. All right, first up, uh, we'll stay in our division. We'll start with Los Padres. Ivani, man, just like he's just a great guy. Like, that, he leads that team. Like, he, he, he has a, an ability to bring guys to the field that want to have fun, and they're competitive. Um, it, it's the pitching that leads that team. The hitting could do a lot, of, a lot better. Sometimes their defense gets a little fluttered. But that's a really good team, and that's a dangerous team in our league. That's one that I have to keep an eye on because they're going to get stronger as the season goes. But definitely a very talented team. Uh, let's go to a team that you wore the colors of for a little while. Let's go with uh, Paul and the Red Sox. Man, that team – listen, what Paul's done for so many years is, is remarkable. Um, he's kept a group of guys together for a very long time. He's got an uncanny loyalty to people. Um, that that team as well. Like I know they're like they're on, on the um, they're struggling a little bit right now, but that that team's gonna be fine. They're gonna be real fine. Paul yeah, knows he's, what he's doing. When they get all healthy, they're gonna be fine. Yeah, no that that team is a team. They they've had the same. Probably seven or eight of their starters have been the same guys for the last oh, yeah. four seasons. So yeah, they're they're a team that 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 has that gel mentality. As long as they're all healthy, um, which uh-huh. obviously a uh, little dinged up. Uh, summer is also tough because people go out of town, so you're missing a couple guys for family vacations and stuff like that. But uh, like you said, it's a very dangerous team when they're all there and healthy. Uh, another team that I want to hear your opinion on is the Diamondbacks. Well, let me tell you something. Every time we play those guys, it is a phenomenal game. Like, it is to the ninth inning, 1-1 winning game, you know, last inning type stuff. Like, that's how it was this last weekend, too. We were down 7-6 going into the the bottom of the eighth, and we dropped four on them. And we ended up closing it out on top of the ninth, 10-7. But you know what? Every game with them is the same way. They, They grind you. They are really, really scrappy. They're fast. As they're really, really, really fast. So, yeah, you know, gotta keep them off the bases. They're a good team. They're a really good team. Uh, we we have that same mentality with them. We always play them in a one or a two run game. Um, I, I think you guys might have tied them like four times. Probably in the last four I, years. Yeah, probably. I wouldn't doubt it. Um, uh, we'll talk about the uh, the defending champion, a team that's in our division, the Nationals. Well, Del Rey is uh, they are um, they're the cream of the crop in our league. They they do it right. Um, they they 
They have great baseball players on that team, lots of talent. Uh, Ryan Snyder, you know, he's a leader for that team as the manager. And I, I have the utmost respect for that team. Um, but I do want them. I want them. I want to beat them. I mean, who wouldn't want to beat the best team, you know, defending champion? So when you you set a you set a um, goal, you set it for the highest, right? Oh yeah, and that's definitely for the Palm Beach Marlins, as the whole collective group of my team is to go for them. And we do every season. We've come short many times, but it's still our goal. All right, uh, let's talk about. Uh... League President Dave Sally and the South Florida Beach Women. Well, I mean that that's a that's two separate things, you know. Dave Sally is like, you know, he's a great guy, you know. He's a leader. He um he's an MVP. He uh he runs this league better than I ever seen it run before, and that's no disrespect to Lou Palmer. Lou Palmer, rest in peace, buddy. Miss you, but um. Dave has done a great job and to be able to run a team and a league at the same time and still like have a career, be a father, a husband, it's remarkable. He really is another caliber of person. As, as, well, as, Bums, managing, as well as managing a, or coaching a high school baseball team. During oh, I know he's still, listen, I could probably leave out like probably 20 things that he does on the given, you know, he's, he's all over the place. He's just a great yeah. man. Um, as the bums, man, that team, you don't know what to expect. You know, Dave, he knows what he's doing. He runs a tight ship. You know, I play tournaments with him. He knows what he's doing. I guarantee you the bums are going to be a championship team at the end of the season or in the fight for it. All right. And I would be remiss to not finish this one. Uh, with yours truly and uh, the tribe. The tribe, man, I love you guys. You guys, you're out there. You're having so much fun. You look good in those stripes, let me tell you. I like those new jerseys. I love them. Uh, I'm a big did, fan of them. Did not like that all black. Uh, no, no. I don't think anybody God, did. God, no. It was an eyesore, and it probably was painful to wear in the summertime. Yeah, it, I, I think I lost 35 pounds wearing those black pants. <laughs> But it was, uh, you guys are, um, you're a solid team. You're getting stronger every season. Um, it, but we've, we played you guys and we've had close games and we've had blown out games. It, so it all comes down to who comes up on Sunday. Uh, you put Keymont out there, man. That boy, he'll mess you out in a second. And he will, I mean, he beats up a lot of guys on that mound. Yeah. All right, that's that's rapid fire. Um, so, I got through that. <laughs> so, so I've talked. As you know, we've had the interview with Dave. Uh, he's given the thumbs up to the All Star Game. So now my goal. All right, here we go. So my, now my goal is trying to come up with a format that works. So I was joking around a little bit with Mike Sewing. Okay. Uh, on the phone the other day about the all-star game and like he too is like, like yeah it's a great idea you can actually make it happen make it happen represent the league that's what it's about right so mm-hmm. i had this crazy idea like i i listened to your podcast and there's 
everyone says, well, the pitching, you know, nobody wants to throw their pitchers out there, right? Makes sense. All right. What if you do like the first three innings, right? Like a home run derby type thing. Right, you select, each team gets to select a certain player and you do, not each team, that would be too many players, but some concept of that. Okay. You select certain players to participate in a home run derby and they get an opportunity to get three pitches or whatnot and they hit it out. It's a, it's a score, right? It's a run. Okay. Then at the end of the, the third inning going into the top of the fourth, whatever that score is, is now you, cal- you go forward with the fourth inning on. I don't know. It's just a crazy idea I thought of. I don't hate it. Um, maybe maybe it's something that we, we do like a scoring area. So it's like, you know, if we do like the division or if we do – Let's see. I'm trying to figure out a way here. So if we if we do a, a maybe we do like the first nine hitters in the lineup get up yeah. and everybody gets three swings. And the thing is, is you, you you basically put runners. So if you hit a if you hit a ball to center field in the doubles area, you get a double. Then your next pitch, you hit a single. Now you have first and third, and you kind of go that way. So it might be something where you know if you have a guy that hits a couple out, next thing you know, you're you're scoring. Seven or eight runs. I mean, just something, something along those lines, you know, because something's it's fun. fun. It has to, it has to be fun. That's all it has to be. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the the goal is obviously to celebrate uh, the guys who deserve to be there, but obviously to have fun. Um, so I'm trying to figure out uh, so that I can talk to Dave um, because I also don't necessarily want to do it the same time that the finals are being played because I would like to have, you know, teams be involved. And obviously the teams that are playing for a championship uh, probably wouldn't be able to have their guys there to be celebrated the way that they should. So yeah, I'm, try- I'm try- trying to figure out one of those things. If we do it, like if the championship games at nine, if we do the game at like one, you know, so the people that made it from both teams can at least be celebrated. If they don't want to stay and play, they don't have to. Or if we do, if we can do it the week after, so that anyone who has been selected to be in the All Star Game can actually be there, be rested, and be able to play for for nine innings because we'll be off for a week or two following that before we start in the fall season. Yeah, no, I agree with so that's, that. That's my dilemma, trying to get through. Um, do you have any other All Star Game ideas for me so that we can? Uh, I can rattle this around my steel brain and figure out if I can come up with something. I think you're doing actually a great job with the whole like interviewing with all the managers and players about it. Um, and some of your own point of views are great. Like televising it. That'd be great. Yeah. The hope is the hope is that I can get uh is that we can get the video equipment and uh, put it out on Twitch and YouTube and Facebook so that we can get more publicity in the league because I think that's something that that and you know, like you said, Lou was Lou was Lou did a great job, but I Lou think we, I think we fell short on some of the marketing ideas at times. And we did, and that's the thing that Dave actually brings to the league. He's a little more advanced in that aspect, and he's more uh, the current times. I mean, you coming in with this podcast is great, Keith Buck. I want to give some respect to him on that, like with the photography work he does for us. That's also, mm-hmm. you know, giving more life to our league, more notoriety, more, um, excuse me, I'm 
to leave that. <laughs> More um, uh, notoriety. That's the word I was looking for. I got you, Joey. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's that's where we're at, man. The league is doing really good. It's growing. You know, when Sally took it over, there was like eight teams left. I think. Yeah. You know, it, it was, was it was we're, we're thin. We're thin. We're at what eighteen now? Yep. Three different divisions, growing, getting stronger. This is yeah, a great we league. We Palm didn't even talk about the Central. Palm Beach baseball is, is legit. Absolutely, um, it's it's become a a powerhouse of a league. Something that I always uh, tell everybody uh, at work when you know, oh, my kid just graduated high school. Oh, I play in a men's league. You have he doesn't want to play in college or he's staying local and wants to play. Um, I mean, we've had we've had some other so, some people come and go that have gotten opportunities to play elsewhere. Um, I know Gabby from the Angels went and is in Pennsylvania. Yep, kudos to him. Good job, kid. Yep. Uh, Gerald De La Cruz of the Padres. You guys had Gerald. Yep, you guys yep. had Gerald as well. I've seen him in a couple of different uh, stops along the way. So. Um, I don't want anyone that's listening to this to think that when you start playing in this league that it's the end of your baseball days because it's truly not. Um, it's definitely a thing that you can use to keep yourself in shape uh, and potentially uh, help yourself out and still. Um, so anyone who's interested, obviously, you know, check out the no, website, I... palmbeachbaseball.com. Check out all that stuff. Um, but Yeah. It definitely is a catalyst this league for a lot of guys that are trying to get back at it or they're just taking like a little break. You know, this this league is competitive, it's strong. It's not going anywhere. So no. and it's you want to play some baseball, come out here, man. Let's get on the field. It's and it's strong top to bottom. That that central division, I know we didn't talk about them a lot, um, but there there are teams that are starting to come alive in that division. Uh the Reds oh, like the last as the last undefeated team there. They um, are, and, you know, respect to them. Heat, I would love to say something about that. Jeff Houston, great job, brother. I mean, you're killing it, kid. Keep it up yeah. with the Palm Beach Heat. Yep, those guys. Uh, one nothing lost to the Red Sox uh, last week in a, in a really nail-biting game. You know, great job by those guys. Um, you know, that was a team that was an expansion team last season. Um, you know, so, again, that gelling and that chemistry, um, they've clinched a playoff spot as have the Astros, uh, the Sugar Kings, and the Reds. Uh, the Reds currently sitting uh, number one in the power rankings, the last undefeated team uh, in the league. Um, kudos to those guys. Kudos to Junior and, and the work that he's doing. Um, but, yeah, no, like Joey said, this thing ain't going anywhere. It's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger, I think. Uh, it's going to keep getting deeper and deeper. Um, so it's one of those things, if you're interested, please – Check us out. Uh, we play at St. Lucius. We got a four-field complex there. Uh, last week, we played at the ballpark at the Palm Beaches on the backfield. Uh, Dave, if you're listening to this episode, which I hope you are, uh, those stadiums were excellent. Uh, I'd love to do it again if we could. Two thumbs yeah, up that from, was, uh, from us. Yeah, that was fun. Um, but, you know, let's, let's, let's wrap this up, Joey, so you can get out of here. Uh, anything you want to uh, – Say before I let you go. Yeah, I like just um, I'd like to give some respect to like those who help sponsor the Palm Beach Marlins. Um, Bob Davis Auto. If anyone needs auto work done, they're the one of the best in Palm Beach County. You can look them up; they're five star rated. Um, 
Again, if you need pest control, we also do, uh, we sponsor Palm Beach Marlins, Nordic Pest Control. I don't know if we're five-star rated, but we try to be. Um, and Richard Matthews of the Palm Beach Marlins, thank you for all your support to our team. I'd like to see you out there again on Sunday sometime soon. That's probably going to be it. For those of you that don't know, yes, that is that Richard Matthews. That is that Richard Matthews. And for the record, and I hope he's listening to this podcast, I got him to fly out to the deepest part of St. Lucius, and he did not hit a home run off of me when we played you guys. I wasn't there, unfortunately, for that game, but I would have loved to see it. I literally told Ken, I said, I want the ex-NFL player. He flew out to me. Ken went to get off the bucket, and I was like, you're really going to take me out after I got the best, like, one of the best wide receivers that I've, like, had on my fantasy football team once in my life to fly out. I was like, sit back on the bucket. So you, no, gave, but, uh, you were throwing the 90, right? Uh, the, the 92, low movement. Okay, good, good, good choice. Yeah, yeah, low move, low movement away. No, um, but no, in all seriousness, uh, it's awesome uh, to see someone of his athletic caliber uh, on a weekly basis. So uh, much appreciated to him. Uh, much appreciated to you, Joey, for coming out on the show tonight, today. I appreciate you hanging out with me for a little bit. Um, good luck this week against the Beach Bums. I will see you out there. Um, yeah, that's all I got, man. Well, I appreciate you having me, Mike. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. Go Palm Beach baseball. Hell yeah. All right, buddy. I appreciate it. All right, man. Be easy. Bye-bye. Vegas odds, the segment you have all been waiting for. I am joined again by my co-host for this segment, Ivani Valdez. Ivani, what's up, buddy? Going on, man. Another week. Oh, you know, it's the same, same, same thing, different week. All it is, uh, man. Blessed to be alive. That's all we got to say. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Um, all right. Eight game slate this weekend from the St. Lucia's quad complex. Um, big shout out to the, uh, Ballpark of the Palm Beaches and all all that fun stuff. Uh, great venue. Hopefully back there in it's the amazing. future. Beautiful fields. Um, yes. Uh, we're back at home. We're back at the St. Lucia's Quad. Four 9 a.m. games. Four 12.30 games. Two teams are on by this week. The Heat and the Warriors get the week off. Um, sorry, guys. But you guys will be back next week. Uh, we have a They have a Saturday night teams. under the lights, man. They can't complain. Exactly. Beautiful. Exactly. We've got a couple teams that are playing some Saturday night games next week. But that's next week. Let's talk about this week. We will start with the 930 games from the St. Lucius Complex. St. Lucius Field 1, the last unbeaten team in the league, the JEG Reds, taking on the Panthers. Uh, I have the Reds at minus 190. I have the Panthers at plus 265 with an over-under in this game of 16 and a half. It's not bad. Mike. I will take the Reds. I will take the Reds. Final score, thirteen to two. Mike, I have the Reds at minus two hundred. I have the Panthers at plus two ninety five. I have the over under set at twelve and a half with a final score of thirteen to two. The right way. We both have the thirteen to two mm-hmm. idea. And uh, <laughs> my son isn't too thrilled with that, as if you can hear. <laughs> Uh, St. Lucia's Field 2, a game that you're going to be involved in as Los Padres take on the Diamondbacks. 
Um, I currently have you guys at minus 130. I have the Diamondbacks at plus 115. I have an over-under at nine and a half. Uh, I'm going to take you guys by a final score of six to three. Nice. Obviously, no nope. obviously no comment from, from <laughs> Bonnie because, like I said, he's going to be involved in that one. And we call this right down the middle, baby. Uh, St. Lucia's Field 3. Uh, my guest from this week's show, Joey Mazio, will take the Palm Beach Marlins into battle as they take on league president Dave Sally in the South Florida Beach Bums. I have the Marlins at minus 125. I have the, uh, excuse me, the Beach Bums at plus 105 with an over-under in this game at 11 and a half. Uh, I'm going to take the Marlins' final score of 7 to 5. Joey, I mean, Joey. <laughs> Mike, can we go ahead and call this the game of the week? Yeah, uh, I'll definitely make this my distinction of the game of the week. Because that's, that, that's where I'm aiming at. Um, I have the bums at plus 120. I have the fish at minus 135. I have the over-under set at 8.5. Um, I think this is going to be a really close game. I think this is going to be a pitcher's duel. Um, I have the fish victorious with a final score of 5-2. to two. All right, final game from the 9 a.m. slate. It is the Delray Nationals taking on the team with the second longest win streak in league play right now. That is the Derby Sluggers. I have the Nationals at minus 160. I have the Sluggers at plus 145. Over under 13 and a half. I'll give the edge to the Nationals here by a final score of 8-3. to three. I have the Sluggers at plus 155, Mike. I have the Nats at minus 155. The over-under set at 12.5 with a final score of 10-3 to in favor of the Nats. All right. 12.30 slate from St. Lucius Field 1. The Central Division, two teams that have both clinched playoff berths in that bracket. Uh, The Sugar Kings are the road team against the Astros. Sugar Kings, I have at minus 125. I have the Astros at plus 130. Over under in this game, I have set at 12 and a half. I will take the Sugar Kings by a final score of nine to four. Wow. I'm way off on the on the <laughs> on the over under. <laughs> I have the Sugar Kings at minus 125. I have the Astros at plus 130. I have the over under set at seven and a half, Mike. I think this is Ooh. another pitcher's duel. I have a final score of four to two in favor of the Kings. All right. St. Lucia's field two, the game that I will not be commenting at as tribe travel to play the Caribe Bay stars. Mike, I have tribe at minus minus one twenty. I had the Caribe Bay stars at plus one twenty five over under set at nine and a half for me with a final score of seven to five in favor of tribe. Funny thing is, I'm not gonna I'm, I'm not gonna make a formal prediction, but my lines were tribe minus one ten, stars plus yeah. one twenty five over under nine and a half. Okay. <laughs> so we were like almost dead on that yep. entire that entire thing. Um, all right, St. Lucia's Field three, the Angels. Uh, I have going off at plus one thirty. They travel to the Palm Beach Red Sox, who I have at minus one twenty five over under in this game. I have set at twelve and a half. I will take the Red Sox. By a final score of ten to five, I got the Red Sox at minus one thirty. I got the Angels at plus one forty. My over under set at ten and a half, with a final score of seven to three in favor of the Red Sox. 
All right. Last but certainly not least from the St. Lucia's Complex, St. Lucia's Field 4, Christ. Hurricanes at Thunder. Oh, my God. Excuse that. Holy shit. <laughs> Fucking lightning right next to my window, bud. Oh, hey, that'll do it. Uh, Hurricanes, I have it plus 145. Thunder at minus 130. Over under, I have it set at nine and a half. I'll take the Thunder in this game by a final score of seven to three. Mike, I have the Hurricanes at plus 145. I have the Thunder at minus 135. My over under is going to sit at 11 and a half. The final score of nine to five in favor of the Thunder. All right. That's your Beer League odds, Beer League Vegas odds for uh, this week around the diamond. Let's get to the power rankings real quick. Did you have an opportunity to make one, or are we just going to grade mine again? Mm. We're grading mine again. All right. <laughs> again, currently, I'm so you're bad. Good. You're good. Currently 18th again. I have the Panthers here. Uh, last team to not win a game. Um, but they're getting they're, they're getting better. I know the score last week doesn't, doesn't show that. Um, but I know that they were really shorthanded. I looked over a couple times because they were on the field behind us. Uh, right before first pitch, I think they only had eight guys, but slowly, it's it's a slow process, but I think these guys keep battling. Uh, they'll find a way to get into the win column. It'll happen. In 17th, I have the Warriors. Uh, they gave us a dogfight. Uh, probably didn't help that my slow ass was pitching, um, but I digress. <laughs> <laughs> In 16th, I have the Angels. Uh, 15th, I have the Hurricanes. 14th, I have the Caribe Stars. 13th, I have the Astros. 12th, I have the team on, I said, the second longest win streak. I think that's still correct in the Derby Sluggers. Uh, 11th, I have the Red Sox. 10th, I have the Heat. Um, I know that the Red Sox beat the Heat, and that's something that I did try to take into accountability. Um, you know, but the Heat before that were on a three or a four game win streak. Um, so that was the reason why I kept the Heat ahead of the Red Sox uh, for now. Uh, after the Red Sox, I have the uh, should be after the Heat. I have the Sugar Kings in ninth. I have us Tribe in eighth. I have the Diamondbacks in seventh. The Thunder fall to six after their loss to the Delray Nationals. Yeah. I have the Beach Bums at five. They are now the leader in that division. Uh, fourth place, I have you guys, Los Padres. Third, I have the Marlins. Second, the Delray Nationals. And for the third consecutive week, I have the JEG Reds as number one in the power rankings. I agree with it. Excellent. Love it. I was going to say, if you didn't, you don't have anything to uh, counter-argue with it because you didn't do one. I sure didn't. You know, listen, <laughs> it's tough being an adult, all right? When you oh, I'm up, aware. When you wake up at 5 a.m. I'm sorry, when you wake up at 4 a.m. and then you get back to your house at around 7, it's kind of hard to scramble around. It is. Trust me, I'm aware. <laughs> I understand the pain. <laughs> I appreciate you, though, char carving in a little time to hang out with me. Absolutely, uh, man. It's always fun. Um, good luck this weekend. You I'll too, I'll probably buddy. be there before your game ends, so we'll talk then. Yes, sir. All right, buddy. All right, man. Take it easy. Later, man. Later, bud. Bye.